0: Yes. Okay, first of all, uh, before we start learning, uh, today's learning is We're up to the Zion Amid two lines from the bottom, Amri. So just to clarify, we had a machloikas, whether... Um, yeah there was a person who was makadish a woman with silk rabba felt that the silk does not need to be evaluated before it doesn't need to be appraised you could just give silk and as long as it's worth the pruta it's fine Rabba, uh, that was Rabbi, Rabbi felt that way. Rav Yosef felt no. It has to be appraised before, and if it's not appraised before, you're not married. So the Gemara just wanted to clarify what exactly is the case. If when the guy gives him gives her the silk, says be mekadesh me with any value that it is, as long as worth a prut I don't care what the value is, then he, she said any value, fine. That's right. So if that's the case, then there's no question. Everyone agrees it's fine. If he said it's worth fifty when he gave it to her, and it wasn't worth fifty when they appraised it, then it's a mekachtois. What's the case? The case is where he said it's 50, gave it to her without appraisal, they appraised it afterwards, and it was 50. Rabba feels, well, he said it was 50, it turns out it was 50. Great. Ravi Yosef felt, no. Ravi Yosef felt that because it's an item that we do not know the exact value has to be appraised before, because maybe in her mind it was worth more than 50. Maybe she said, although the guy said 50, maybe he's underselling it, and it's really worth 100. I'll get married to him if it's 100. Turns out it's 50, no good. (coughs) That's what we said. That we thought the first machleikus was dafka in such a case. Says the Gemara, amri, Some say no. Really, the machleikus is as follows. The machleikus was the following case: the guy gives her silk and says to her, "Be mekadesh whatever value it is. As long as it's worth a quarter, we're good to go." Obviously, what is it worth? It's definitely worth more than a quarter. What's the. Ma- That's a machlaikis. Meaning, they even argue in such a case where you told her, listen, just appraise it for any value. He says, listen, me with the silk, whatever value it is. She says, shine, good. The halacha is even that, R- Rav Yosef feels is no good. Why? What's rabbiosa? Then now it doesn't make any sense. Rabba makes a lot of sense. You gave her the silk. You said to her, any value that it is, please sign off on it. She's like, sure. So Rabba's like, Great. It's definitely worth a penny. It's worth a quarter, whatever. It's worth a pruta. To that, even Rav Yosef feels it's a problem because it wasn't appraised before. Why? The Gemara says, Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef feels that, right. you're either a woman with money or with something that has the value of money. Silk is not money, but it has a value of money. He feels all items that are not currency, all items that have a value are compared to currency, just like currency, I know the value, right? I know when a dollar is a dollar, because it says on it, and I know when a quarter is a quarter. So to all items that have kesef, have to be clear what the value is, meaning, of course this silk is worth a quarter. And she said she'd marry him even as long as it worth a quarter. But Rav Yosef, Shita is all items have to have a clear-cut value. If it doesn't have a clear-cut value, no good. So, so a, yeah? So in today's uh, world, that then, uh, basically, a Chope Kedushin ring uh, is, I mean, we know there's a value to it, obviously. But so, this not- goes back, this goes back to what I mentioned yesterday, that according to, Oh, you were by, uh, I'm sure, okay, I mentioned this yesterday. This sheet of Rav Yosef is the reason why we don't have diamonds on rings. Right. Meaning, when you have a ring that's gold or silver, whatever it is, there is a clear value so to that. Diamond's, not. diamonds are vague. Right. This is exactly Rav Yosef's sheet Because you could ask yourself, what does it matter? As long as she knows that it's worth a pruta, what do we care? Right. The answer is, you see from this Gemara, according to Rav Yosef, if an item is not currency, it has to be clear what the value is. Anytime you have diamonds or carving out or embroidered or emblazoned on the ring, all of a sudden the value is now unclear. Therefore, it has to just be solid metal, solid gold, solid silver, solid bronze, whatever it is. So the Gemara says, Amrev Yosef, Mino'a Aminallah. <laughs> the only reason we use gold because it's is of and of Chesed, and is whatever. But, I mean, it could be, as, as long as it's solid, as long as it's solid. Amrev Yosef. Now, the question is, where did Yosef get it from that you cannot be Mikadosh and Isha with something that's value is vague? Even though it's definitely worth a fruit, it has to, it has to be a clear cut. Minam Titania. How do I know it? Because the price says like this. This is Pasuk, is describing uh, in Eved Ivri, a Jewish slave being sold to a guy. The Passoc says, You shall purchase him. Chesim Ralef, about five lines into the page. The Passoc describes buying the slave from a guy. Bekesef hu nikna nikna the Passoc is saying that a guy can only buy, this guy can only buy this Jewish slave with money, but he cannot buy him with tvua and kalem. Meaning, it is not a biblically ordained sale. If this slave is bought with t'vua, with grain or kalim or vessels, the question is, what's exactly the case? Meaning, if I give silk, if the guy, if the guy, if the guy gives silk to buy this, this slave, it's not a good sale. What's the case? If it's worth a pruta, why not? why not? If it's not worth a pruta, of course it's not. But what's exactly the case? The Gemara says, I don't understand. Bukalim, hey what exactly is the case? Now you're going to tell me that it has to be currency. Meaning, maybe this silk could be worth a thousand dollars. It could be appraised to a thousand dollars, but the pusuk says it has to be cash. The problem is, we know that's not true. The pusuk says Yashiv gulase that you redeem him, which implies that he could be redeemed with any currency, which means all items shavakesef is kikesef. It doesn't have to actually be cash. So when the pusuk excludes. Tevua and Kalem what exactly is the case now you'll say so it can't be that Tevua and kalem are just out because it doesn't have to be cash it could be anything that has value so yeah Tevua and kalem are not good now what's the case less lesbushava pruta now maybe the case is where the Tevua and kalem are not worth anything the problem is my area Tevua and kalem i feel kessap nami the first answer is we're trying to figure out Rav Yosef shita is that if an item does not have a clear-cut appraised value, it cannot be used for a even if it has a shavapruta. What's the source? So the pasik describes buying and selling a guy, a, a Jewish slave to a guy. And the pasik is saying is that the sale is not valid if it's tvu and kalim. Now the question is, what exactly is the case of tua kalim? If it's not worth a Shavah then even cash, then just then why say tvu and kalim? Money that's also not a shavaprutha is also not a good sale. El Allab ispu Shava Pruta. It is a Shava Prutza. So how come it doesn't work? The answer is because it's not appraised. You see from here that even if an item has value, it has to be appraised before. That's the source. The Gemara says, so how does, how does Rabba respond to that who feels that it does not have to be an appraised value to Mechadosh and Nisha? According to Rabba, you can give her silk as long as it's worth a Shavah What do I care? It's not appraised. This is how he understands the Pesach. Again, the Pesach is saying that Tfu and Kelam are not good for the buying and selling of a Jewish slave. So what, what does it mean? So we thought at first, we said it must be that it's, it's, it's worth the Shavah Prutah, because if it's not worth the Shavah then forget about Tvu and kalim, it's not good any time. The answer is, it's worth the Shavah but it's not appraised. Rabba responds, <speaking in Hebrew> You know what he says it means? It doesn't mean that you can't buy and sell a slave with Tfua and kalim. Of course you could buy them with Tfua and Kalim, as long as it has a value. It means the Kinyonim that are normally used for Tfua and Kalim are not acceptable, which is Chalipin. Meaning Tfua and Kalim are code words for Chalipin. Because Chalipin is done uh, is done a lot of times with Tfua and Kalim, Tfua and Kalim are code words for Chalipin. So in other words, it's not a matter of the value, it doesn't mean appraisal, it's just telling you that a slave cannot be purchased with Chalipin. Okay. Now the Gemara says... Therefore, it's not relevant at all to our discussion. It's not a riot at all. Well, I mean, the Torah's not going to say chalipin, but I mean, okay. Well, I hear well, the point is: it's normal to use? We use handkerchiefs. They used to use or kalim for chalipin. The problem is, the problem is, of Nachman Shita is you can't do chalipin with uh, with grain. So according to him, tu and kalem cannot be code words for Chalipin because Chalipin does not, is, not, is not allowed to be done with tvuah. So according to him, what's the shot of the Pasuk? So it says the Gemara, Here's the answer. Really, the Pasuk is not referring to appraisal at all. You know what the Pasuk means when it says you can't use tvu and kalem. It means that tu and Kalem are not worth a shava Prutah. And that's why it's no good. So you can ask Akasha, if it's not worth a shava Prutah, then forget about Tvu of a kalem, Kasha also, it's not worth a Shava Prutah. Here's the Chiddush. I might think that if I give you Tua and Kalim that are not with a Shava I might think it should work. Why? I'll tell you like this. Let's say a Shava let's make an argument's sake, it's a dollar. It's not, it's less, it's a quarter. But let's say it's a dollar. Yeah. If so that means that if I try to make a Kenyan, an Isha, an Eved, for 75 cents, I give you three quarters, no good. It's not worth a Pruta. What if instead of giving you 75 cents, I give you a, a case of tissues? Happens to be the price of tissues plummeted. A case of tissues is 75 cents. So you say, it's not a pruta. Which is a bigger chiddush? The bigger chiddush that it doesn't work is the tissues. Why? Because you could say, I understand it's not worth a pruta, but look how much benefit, I, look how much usage I can get out of it. Meaning cash, which only has market value, if it's less than a pruta, it has nothing. But an item like tzvua and kalim, it's a chiddush that it doesn't work when it's less than a pruta. Because you might think, Look at my tissues I could use. Like, that's so much hanah, maybe it should make a kenyan. That's the case of the Gemara. Really the case is not related to appraisal. Really the Two and kalem are not worth a pruta. Uta Kammerton, if you're gonna ask, my ear you tfu vikalam kasf if it's not worth a pruta, then why are you mentioning tfu of kalim? You should mention money also. The answer is loy me boy commer. This is a bigger kiddish. Loy mi boy kasf the space shaver pruta ini loy loi. I understand cash, if it's not worth a pruta, of course it's meaningless. Aval Tw of Kalim, but when it comes to Twakalum, aima middle bakarva han yosayu gommer makinapsha. You might think that because you can actually benefit from it, it's a case of tissues. Yes, it's not worth a pruta, but it's a case of tissues. There's a hanah, therefore, maybe it should accomplish a kinyan. Kamash melon, no. Okay, so back to what is the source? We're looking for a source of Rav Yosef, according to this version, that if you have an item that that is it's worth a pruta, but it's not appraised, you can't make kedushin. Am um, Rav Yosef mina minola Ditanya, egol pidyan, Look at this brysa. It's a very strange brysa. You're giving instead of the five coins to the Kayan for pidyan aben. Egel ze lechidion, You give him a, an Egel, uh, a calf. Or talus ze or you give him a talus, lo no good. Now, uh, why is it no good? I'm giving him a talus or I'm giving him an Egel. Okay, we'll have to analyze this. But Egel ze b'chamesh slom lepidian but if you say that same Egel, you say this Egel, the value of five, it, it, it's the value of five coins I'm giving this eagle as a replacement to the five coins, then it does work. So, what? what wording, it seems to be just wording, which is very strange because it's like, if it's valued, it's valued. If it's not, it's not. I okay. Can say that with any eye. Co- correct. Well, yeah, we have to see exactly what exactly does this mean. So, the Gemara says, uh, okay, fine. Take this calf as the five slime or no, no. What exactly what exactly is the case I meaning? Why does it not work in the first case but it works in the second case? Hi Okay, I'll give you option number 1. The first case the case is where the calf or the talus is not worth 5 slime. 5 slime I think is what it's like $100. It's like $150. It's a pretty it's a, it's a hefty price. So this talus is worth 50 bucks. It's not worth 150. So then why does it work in the second part? All right. It's not. It doesn't work in the first case because it's not worth five slime. But if you say, it's like you said, it's like a wording. It's still not valued. You know what the answer is? It is valued. Why does it not work in the first case? Because it wasn't appraised. In the second case, it was appraised. That's the pshat. That's a good source that appraisal matters. The answer is no. The Gemara rejects it. Look. Look. iluya. You know what the answer is? Skip it. It's not a bad appraisal at all. It's really not valued at, at five slime what's, what's five slime Let's make a number. It's 150 bucks. The case is that this talus and this eagle is not worth five slime Why does it work in the second case? Because the Kayan accepts it that it's as if it's worth that amount. I'll give you an example. You could have people that will overpay for things that they need, right? If I have a talus that you need, the talus can be worth 50 bucks. You might pay for 150 for it. The end of the b'risa, really the talus is not worth five slime, but the end of the b'risa, the reason why it works, is because that kayan wants it enough that he'd be willing to say, ah, it's as if it's five slime. What's an example? Ki Afghana. Rav Kahana was a Kayan, Pashtras Taisis discusses whether he was a Kayim, but it seems to be he was a Kayim from this Gemara. Rav Kahana, Rav Kahana accepted a handkerchief worth less than five slime for a pidin aben. Because to me, it's worth it. Now, why was he... He wasn't just being a nice guy. Uh, the Gemara is going to clarify. In the times of the Gemara, they didn't wear yarmulkes. Or according to the Gora, they wore yarmulkes, but they didn't wear hats. They didn't seem to cover their hair, their, their head. Except for Chasheva people. Rav Kahana needed a yarmulke. He was a Chashaviyad. So for him, that talus to wrap on his head, he was like, uh, to me it's worth $150. Because to him, not walking with a yarmulke, that, that he'd pay 150 to have a yarmulke. So that's the case. On Rav Ashi, it's daf it's Rav Kahana, meaning you can't just go over to a koyin. Meaning if you have, if you have a, a, a literally like a cup of orange juice. It's worth what? Nothing. 25 cents? What is it worth? You give it to a guy and he's like, to me, it's worth $200. Like, no, I'm not come on. Stop playing games. I, Ravkana, did it. Ravkana did it because to him, having a yarmulke. The because he was a of a man, He needed a kerchief to cover his head. But the average person can't just do that. I mean, we can't make mockery of this that you, you have a Kyan who's a friend of yours and you'll give him a dollar and he'll be like, that dollar's worth 250 to me. It's a Menasha Weiss dollar. Like, come on, we're not playing games over here. It's gotta be it's gotta be real. So for Rav Kahana, he legitimately would pay that much to have a Yamaka. Okay. Kihad like Marbaravashi, He bought a kerchief from the mother of Rabbi of Kuvi, Shavi asar He it was worth ten, but he paid thirteen. Why would he pay thirty percent more? Because for him, having a yarmulke was that kedat. Okay, Let's go right there. Okay, let's assume a mana is a hundred dollars. Okay, you go over to a woman, you say, "Be mekadosh me for a hundred dollars," and she says, "Sure." And then, instead of giving her a hundred, you give her twenty bucks. So, what's the halacha? Do we say that it's not a good kedushin, or do you say you're starting the payment, and I'll, I'll, I owe you the rest? Right? You have such a concept where you're already paid up, and now you just owe her money. So, what's the halacha? Nos So, you said pay me mekadosh uh, me uh, for hundred dollars, but you only gave her twenty. The halacha is mekudeshes. She's married to you. Be And you just owe her the other 80. But she's already married. What's the Pshat? My what's the reasoning for this? Lamana Well, the khajman the, the is like this. When you said be me for hundred dollars the and you gave her 20, Kiman Dharma la The way we look at it is it's it's like you made a tanai. Be me on condition I give you a hundred dollars. So as long as you eventually fulfill the tanai it's retroactively you're married from this point. Like if you give a, a, a kadush we have this before, we have this in Gid, al-menas is Dami, right? if you give a woman a, a, a divorce, on condition I go to Israel, then once you go to Israel, it's retroactive. So here when you said, uh, on, it, uh, I'll give you $100 for a Kiddushin, it's as if you said, on condition I give you $100, so you could pay it out, but once you pay it out, it goes back. Okay. d'ami. So by the way, that means though, that you're married even before you finish paying the $100. Here's the problem. The problem is we have the exact opposite. Something like it wasn't it yesterday the day before we where you give a loan to uh, to uh to your wife on condition that uh that she mar- that she marries you, not that Correct. But that's a little different that we're actually going to touch on later on. This is a tenai, it's a, it's a reverse, yeah, the loan, I do owe her the money. Yeah, that's a good, it's similar. Now, the, the problem is like this. The problem is we have a price that says the exact opposite. What we're saying right now is that as long as you pay it out, you're married retroactively from right now. The problem is you have a price that says you're not married from right now, and you're only married when you finish the payment. I'll give you an example of what the major nafkamina is. What if she's like, I'm out, right? She's, you go over to a woman, you're like, marry me for $1,000, and she's like, okay, sure, and you're like, I have a 20. So according to this first opinion, you're already married, you just got to owe her 980. The problem is, we have an opinion that says, no, you're not married. And if she's just like, you know what? I don't think this is really going to work for me. She could leave because you're not married at all. So the question is, are you married or not? So the problem is, (laughs) you tell a woman for a hundred dollars. And you're counting out the money, that dollar, two, three, four. And she's like, you know what? I don't think this is going to work. The is, And one of them wishes to back out of the deal. Even if you paid 99 and you're about to give the hundred dollars, be other. You could back out. So wait a minute. Are you married from the first dollar and you owe her the money or are you only married when you pay the hundred? So the Gemara says, The answer is it depends on what you said. If you said mana hundred dollars, then you're married right away. If you said this hundred dollars, then it implies you're only married when you give her this a hundred dollars. So it depends if you said mana or mana zu. Mana zu implies only when she receives this $100 as opposed to a 100 which just implies whenever you get the money. Now, so meaning the case. <clears throat> huh? Yeah, yeah, way more than a proof. But I'm saying it's
1: more than a Yeah, yeah, of course. Now, so, so was, the.
0: If he gave a half a proof. Yeah, about that that wouldn't work. Of course, that wouldn't work until you pay the proof. Now, so this Brysa that said that it doesn't work is where you said Manazu. Here's the problem the end of that Brysa, which also says it doesn't work, says Manazu, which implies the ratio is not Manazu. But if we, going back to the case you just mentioned, <coughs> it's like a sort of locked out payment plan. It, uh, it, it, it's not going to work either because of the fact that, that you, have, you have, they have to be shaved pruta at the time. No, so let's say you gave her 20 bucks. That's why I said the case is you, you, say, uh-huh. you agreed to give her a thousand, you gave her 20 bucks. You covered the pruta. You're right. If it's not a pruta, it's my father's. If it's not a pruta, it's other issues. You gave the pruta. You gave 20 bucks. The question is, are you married after the first 20 or are you only married when you pay 1,000? So we're saying right now, when the braces says no good, it's talking about manazu. Here's the problem. The end of the price says manazu. The end of the bryasa specifically says manazu. So you're going to tell me the first part of the price and the end of the bryasa are saying the same thing? That seems redundant. And the gemara is going to answer is that that it's mefarish, each other. Sometimes the beginning and the end are the same thing and it's it's clarifying. The katani say, because what does the end of the braces say? Omer la You said me with this hundred dollars and then she counts it up and it's only 99 The is no good or let's say it's counterfeit Dinar Sha was a copper coin it was it was it was counterfeit you know in the quarters it's just a piece of metal nothing it has no value in is no good why? Because he said manazu. Dina ra. However, if instead of it being a counterfeit coin, it's called a bad coin, like a bruised coin, then it's mikudeshes v'yachlev. It's mikudeshes, but you have to replace it. The Gemara is going to analyze what exactly is the case of dina ra. But the point is, the end of the price is manazu. So you tell me the reish is also manazu. They're both manazu. The answer is like... Really, yes, the beginning and the end are talking the exact same case. And the end of the price is explaining the beginning of the price. It's not two different cases, it's one case. When is it that it's not a good Kedushan until you pay it all? The case is what you said, Manazu. Okay, so the Reisha and the Sefer are talking about the same thing. The Gemara says that makes sense. Why? Because if the Let's assume that the Ration say are not talking about the same case. The rishon is talking about a hundred dollars and it doesn't work. And the end is he said manazu. If a hundred dollars doesn't work, definitely manazu doesn't work. So why would it be both cases? Why would it? Why would the b'risa need to clarify both cases? If the first part of the Brysa is just saying a hundred dollars and it still doesn't work, then why would I need to clarify manazu? Manazu is poshut. The Gemara says no. For that, that's not a kasha. He says that's such a such a riot because sometimes the, the point is that if the ratio was monastam and the end was safe was monazu why would I need both cases? The answer is the Bryce sometimes does that where it tells you all the cases so you don't become confused because if it just had one case, I would say maybe monazu doesn't work. But when does, or if it just had one case, I say maybe monastam doesn't work, does. It tells you both cases, say both don't work. But that, that, that's, that's the Gemara's uh, response. Another answer of why it doesn't work. We had an original question. The question was, you tell a woman be me for $100 dollars, you give her 20, you're married right away, you just got to pay it up, but you're married right away. The problem is the Braisa says you're not married right away. So we said the braisa is talking about Manzu. Another answer Ravashi shani. The difference is Ravashi says the difference is that case of the Braisa, you're counting out the money. You have the money in front of you, and you're counting it out. That's why she is not willing to get married until she gets all of it. Meaning, you go over to a woman and you say, Meqadish me for $1,000, but I only have 20 on me. She's like, okay, fine. Then you married right away, and you owe her the money. But if you go over to a woman and you say, Meqadish me with $1,000, and I'm holding it in 20, 40, 60. Then she's not until she, because she expects to get it all right now, so she's like, count it up. If you don't have the money, fine. But if you have the money in front of you, you're counting it, that would be a different thing. Okay, now we said in the Bresa, if you said Manezu, right? So you said this $1,000, so you need all $1,000 there. If you count it up and the last $20 are counterfeit, Dinar shall nechoishis. It's a dinar, which is normally gold or silver, and it's bronze. So it's it's a counterfeit. So the, qu- the question is like this, though. What exactly is the case? Because if she took it, then she, sees it. she sees it. Like, it's not like a, a diamond where it's like only an expert can see it. It's like you gave her... Five four Four were regular, one was monopoly money. Doesn't work. Well, if she took the monopoly money, like, you know what I mean? If she's willing to accept it, it's like, what's the case? If she's aware that this copper money is in the the pile, then isn't she, like, cool with it? The answer is two two responses. First of all, the case is you gave it to her at night. At night, she couldn't tell. Meaning you gave it to her at night, and she couldn't, like, look at the light. So it was mamish, like a a trick, a trickery. Or you threw that copper coin in amongst other coins. So it's not like she looked at it and accepted it. She just got like 20 coins and she was just like, she thought they were all legit, but one of them happens to be a counterfeit. Then the brysa ended off that if you have, it's not a counterfeit, but it's called dinara. dinara. You see, a counterfeit coin was not usable in any store. But then the Bryce says if you have a ra, it is a good condition but you got to replace it the question is what exactly is a ra? could you go to a store with a copper coin no it's counterfeit they wouldn't take it if you go, go can you go to the store with a ra? well the question is like if you can then what makes it ra? if you can't then then it's counterfeit so the gemara says <laughs> The answer is the store owners will take it, but they will not be happy about it. It's a hassle. So because of this, it is a good condition but you have to replace it. So they will take a ra. It's bent up, whatever, it's beaten up. They'll take it, but they'll give you, uh, you know, it's like putting the $5 in the machine where it's constantly coming in, coming out, coming in, coming out. Yeah. You got to smooth it out. So it's, it's, a, it's a headache. Nachman, <laughs> money Go on to the next page. What this means is like this. You go over to a woman and you say, listen, be for $100. She says, okay. And then you reach into your pocket and you're like, I don't have $100. And she's like, well, then we're not getting married. And you're like, oh, take my watch as collateral. Does it work? The answer is no. Because you're not giving her the money and the collateral you're taking back. You're not giving her anything. Well, the collateral's there until... True, but it's not hers. The point is, the collateral, you're not intending for her to keep. It's not like you owe her money that it's a collateral, right? When you owe someone money, that's the—the is going to make a distinction. When you owe someone money and they give you collateral, that's considered payment. This is not that. This is just saying, listen, I want to marry you for $100. I don't have the money. Hold onto my watch until I come back. But then when I come back, give me back the watch. So there's no condition. Why? Because she didn't get money and she's not keeping the watch. So punch it. Now, wait a minute. Boy, the price, says that if you get collateral, it does work. So what's, what's going on? The answer is, this is what Menasha pointed out, that the answer is there's a difference between collateral by a loan and in this case. Meaning, if I give over to a woman I say, listen, Mikdash me for $100. And she says, okay, and I'm like, I don't have the money, but hold this watch until I get back. That watch is not hers, but... If I go over to you and I say, "Listen, here's $100. I'm lending you the money," and you're like, "I, I take my watch as collateral," that collateral is mine. If you bring the money, I'll give it back to you. But Cole's money, you don't give me money. That is mine. If you then take that watch and give it to the woman, then that works, right? If you go over to a woman and you say, "Listen, I don't have $100 on me, but this watch was given to me by Menashe. He owes me $100. It's yours now." If he gives you the money, fine, then he'll give you the cash, but this this is yours. Then that works because that collateral is payment. There's a difference between collateral as payment for a loan or as just collateral, hold on to my watch until I get back. Do you understand what I'm saying? The collateral as payment for a loan is considered actual payment. So the case that it works is where the husband, the prospective husband, was given collateral for a loan that he lent out, and he's giving that to her, transferring the loan and the collateral to her. That works. Okay. How do I know that it works? Rabbi Yitzhak, it's like Rabbi Yitzchak's teaching. Dumb Rabbi Yitzchak, says, how do I know that if you owe me money and you give me collateral, right? I lent you $100, you give me collateral, the collateral is mine until you pay it back. It's not that it's I'm watching it, it's mine. The Pasuk says that if, let's say the collateral is a is a blanket, right, and you're cold at night, I should give tzedakah, I should I should be a good guy and give it back to you. Let me ask you a question. If the collateral is yours, and I'm just holding on to it, then I'm not being a good guy. I'm returning to you what's yours. Why is me giving you back the collateral at night considered a tzedakah? The answer is because it's mine. And I'm being a generous guy by letting you have my item for the night. Okay, but go back to Rav Nachman's case. If you go over to a woman and you say, listen, Rav me for $100, I don't have the money, hold on to my watch. It doesn't work because I'm not giving her the money and she's not keeping the watch. The Gemara says a similar case. The children Rav Huna wanted to buy a maidservant for a couple prutas, let's say $10. It was cheap, they wanted to buy it for $10. But they didn't have any money at the time. So they put a silver bar as collateral. They gave the watch as collateral. While they were going to get the money, the price of the maidservant increased. The market went up. So all of a sudden, that $10 was a bargain, and the guy wants to undo the sale. You understand the case? Yeah. The question is, can he undo the sale? The question is, can he undo the sale? Again, they negotiated a price for $10. They didn't have any money, so they gave a watch as collateral. They come back with the money, and the guy's like, I want 20 the question is, can is the sale? Can he do that? The answer is yes. Why? Because they never bought him. They didn't give the money. The collateral was not payment of a loan. The collateral was just to hold their spot online. So there was no sale. Okay. Vaiter, a couple more cases. Pretty simple. It's pretty sad. You go over to a woman and you say, here's $100. And she takes the money. She throws it into the toilet and flushes it. Or she throws it into the fire. Or she throws it into the sea. Are you married? The answer is no. That is a hard rejection. The Gemara says, no good. Yeah, she, that's, a, that's a pretty shtack rejection. She threw it into the ocean. That's no good. So the Gemara says, first of all, it's pretty posh. The Gemara wants to know, what if instead of throwing it, it says she threw it into the fire or the ocean. What if she just threw it on the floor? That sounds like it would be good. That implies, right, you tell me, Davka, it's no good because she threw it into the furnace. But let's say she just threw it on the floor in front of you. That sounds like it would be a Kedushin. How could that be a good Kiddushin? She's throwing it in front of you. The says, She's saying, take it away from me. I have no interest. So why does it have to be that she threw it into the fire? Stam! Anytime she throws the money away from you, it's not a good Kedushin. So the answer is like this. The answer is, it's posh it if she throws it on the floor, it's not a good condition. The chidosh is if she throws it in the fire, it's not a good condition. Why? I'll tell you why. If you offer me, I'd say I'm the woman in this case, you give me $100, I just throw it on the floor. That's a nice way to reject you, but I don't owe you money, just pick it up. If I take the $100, I throw it into the furnace, I owe you $100 now, right? It's not a good condition, I owe you $100. Why would I do that? Maybe I actually want to marry you. And I'm throwing it into the furnace to test, your, to test how angry you get. I want to know if you're a type of husband that's going to beat me up. So I'm going to take your $100, I'm going to take your engagement ring, I'm going to flush it down the toilet. I, 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 if, I, if I just wanted to say no, I would put it on the floor. Why am I throwing it down the toilet? Maybe you might think that it is a good kadushin. and why am I doing that? Because why would I owe you a diamond ring? I'm doing it because I want to test your anger. People are crazy. The Gemara says, you might think because I owe you money, Kadushika does she really means to marry the guy because she doesn't want to owe him money. why would she destroy it? Sabra if the Kavdaghi ertaqnahu eloy. She might be testing it to see what type of anger it is. Kamashwal no, Kamashwal it is not a good Kadush. All right, just to finish up. Tanrabun, his catch the bimana, you give a woman $100 in Makhadish me. So she says, give it to my father or your father. Ain't a is is no good. Why? That's considered a rejection. You give her the ring and she says, why don't you give it to your father? Like, give it to my father, give it to your father. That's her way of saying, get out of here. Oh, so the Gemara assumes that by her saying that she's just trying to sarcastically say, get, 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 get it out of here. But, if she says, Menashi but she says, give it to my father so that he'll take it for me, then it's a good condition. I mean, the first case when she says "give it to my father," it's basically where we're saying, uh, "fly like, a get out of here." But if she says, "give it to my father," so that he receive it from me, then it is a good condition. Talking about a case here where she's don't working. matter. No, no, any age, don't matter. It's the first case is a rejection. But if she says "al then she's saying, "I want my father to take it from me as a shliach," meaning, uh, and then you're married right away. It said, "Your father and my father." Because the case where she says to give it to her father, that's a chidosh, that it doesn't work. right? Like my father thought, like she's saying give it to her father, maybe it should work. That's a chidosh, that doesn't work. And she said his father to say that even in such a case, if she says al minas, it does work in the case where she said al minas. Now, so wait, she's... Wait, 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 one second. Is it, we're differentiating between her father and his no, father? No, we're differentiating between saying give it to them or al minas that they're receiving it. Oh. Now, so we said in the first case, the b'raisa, where she says, give it to my father or your father, no good, but if she says, al that then it is good. Another b'raisa said the exact same halacha, it said his Scotchium, but instead of her father and my father, it just said person. His Scotchium, you give her $100 to Mikadasher, and she says to him the point, give it to that guy. The halacha is, anyway, that's just no good. Now, by the way, we had in Daf in a case where she said, give it to another guy, and it is good, because over there she's initiating the giving it. Over here, the guy gives her the ring, and she says, give it to that guy. That's no good. But Almanashi commonly, but if she says, give it to that guy, so that he'll receive it from me, it is good. The exact same thing, but instead of saying father and my father, just a rando dude. So the question is, why do you need both cases? Why do you need both prices? One with the parents and one with a rando. I'll say it outside, we'll see it inside. The reason why you need both is because like this, the, the, the case of the parents is a chiddish that it doesn't work when you say give it to them. Because you might think when you say give it to them, you mean give it to my father. That's a chiddish that it doesn't work. The case where it's a rando, dude, the Chiddush is that it works when you say almanas. Because you're saying almanas, you'd be like, who's that guy? Kamash polonov. She says give it to that guy. That that's a, that, that it works. That that's why you need both. Utsricha. <speaking in Hebrew> you might think that it shouldn't work in any case when it's just a rando guy. No, it works if you say, And the Chiddush is, the case of parents, is that it doesn't work in the first case by parents. You might think that she's intending to give it as a gift. know it does not work. The last two cases are very simple. You give her a ring, and she says, put it on that rock. The halacha is no good. That is a rejection. But let's say she owns the rock. That's her rock. So then she's saying, put it on the rock. She's saying, yeah, but that's mine. Then it is work. But this is not like a, a real rejection like the other one was like, flush down the toilet. You know? that's it's getting like, close though. Throw it on it, that yeah. stone. The, what if the kasha is, what if they both own the rock together? They've been dating each other and they own the rock together. They bought a joint rock. Then she says, put it on the rock. Is that a rejection or is that kadush? Takeu, we are not sure. Two more cases. Hiskachli bikikar. A guy says to a woman, Be mekadesh me with this loaf of bread. So she says, Teneil Kalif, feed it to that dog. The halach is in That is a rejection. But Imhaya Kalif but, do- but if she owns the dog. Imhaya shallah, but if she owns the dog, then the then it is kiddush, because she's saying Thank you so much. I'm going to use this to feed my dog. Yeah. Okay. Then, then it is. She's taking it, and, and it's not a rejection. Mm-hmm. Bayer of Mari. <laughs> Kelav Ratz. But she can't find enough of feeding a dog in general. Yeah, the, the assumption is that feeding a, a stray dog, while it is a nice thing, it's not enough of not to, to be Now, well, here's the kasha. Bayer of Mari is a funny kasha. Kelav Ratz Achareha. There's a dog chasing her. She's running. And he, as she's being chased by the dog, he offers her, me with me with this loaf of bread. As she's running, she says, give it to the dog, because the dog is about to bite her. So the question is, is it a condition? So do you say, well, yeah, she's saying, please feed the dog for me, meaning she's in. Or do you say, no, let me ask you a question. If you see a person being chased by a dog and about to be attacked, aren't you obligated to, to save that person? You are, right? Yeah. So when, she, when you're offering to mekadosh with the loaf, maybe she's saying, feed the dog, because you're obligated to save me, not to marry me, like feed the dog do we say, Do we say that the benefit of being saved from this dog, that's the benefit that it is a good Kedushin. Or perhaps she might be saying to the guy when she's saying, feed the animal dog feed the dog the bread. You're obligated to save me because it's hatzala Nafashis, it's hatzala. I so that's You know, there's a there's a guy, there's a woman having a heart attack, and the guy's like, if you uh if you pay me, or whatever, if, if instead of payment, instead of Kaddushin, I'll drive you to the hospital, you Mikadosh me? And she says, drive. So does that mean yes? Or is she saying, save my life, please, and you have to do this anyway, so forget about Kaddushin, do your job, take we are not sure. One last kasha. A man says to a woman, be Mikadosh me with this loaf of bread. And she says, feed it to that poor guy. So that's a rejection. Even if it's an ani that she takes care of, let's say there's an oni that's like, she always feeds him every day, and she says, feed that guy. You might think that that's her way of saying, I'm using your loaf of bread to feed the oni. The answer is no good. Why? The answer is, you're also obligated to feed poor people. So her way of saying, feed the poor person, is not her way of saying, I'm accepting the loaf. She's saying, do your job. Feed that person. Do a mitzvah Tizaka, I'm gonna have to marry you for that. Give in and do I'll stop you. So Pick take it up tomorrow. Where did this become an excessive thing?